Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with the client in real therapy sessions. Hosted by two licensed psychotherapists and longtime friends. That's us. In our regular episodes, you hear an actual session with me and my client, Andrew. You'll hear the real full therapy session, not just sound bites. And in every episode, after you hear the therapy session, I come back on with Doug to break it down so you get a better understanding of what we do and how we think as therapists. We started this podcast in February. Episode one was actually Drew's first real therapy session. We're now at the six month mark and you guys just heard episode 25. So we think it's a pretty good time to pause and reflect on our journey thus far. What you're gonna hear today are some clips from a few recent sessions when Doug and Drew talked about the podcast coming out. This week's episode is the end of season one. And in about six weeks, we'll begin season two, right where we've left off with Drew. You know, the wedding right around the corner. Can you hear them bells are ringing? (laughs) Don't worry guys, we will still be here for you every week with our charming selves and tons of fun. Mm -hmm. We will of course have insight outs Maybe some special guests, maybe a round table, who knows? The options are limitless. The world is our oyster. So enjoy this retrospective episode and keep your eyes and ears open for season two, which will include his brother's wedding and the start of the pandemic. And Drew actually gets pretty sick for several weeks at the beginning of that. He's totally fine now, and we hope you're all fine too. Yay. We'll see you in a little bit. I am Doug Friedman. And I'm Meredith Levy. And this is your mental breakdown. The podcast. <laughs> you know what I've realized, Dougie? Um, I don't know, but you're looking at your nails that you need a mani pedi? No, I got one the four days that things were open. <laughs> So right. like, whoa, wait, wow, hang on. You got nails. I got nails. So when I get my hmm. nails, actually get them done. Right. Probably a lot of people will have opinions on how I'm ruining my life, but I have a get acrylic. I get acrylics and it's hard to like. You don't want jail? Jail. I get gel on top of acrylics, but I, first of all, I do it so I can make this sound. Can you guys hear this? Mm-hmm. It's my mm-hmm. favorite sound ever. But also it makes it harder to type. And I realized pushing this button on the thing we record on Mm. when I thought I haven't pushed it before, it's because it's so hard to push with my nails. Just a little tidbit into our recording life. Mm -hmm. It's hard being a a woman with nails sometimes. I mean, it is. I always marveled at like two things I remember as a kid. Females that would have super long nails, Uh like pretty ornately done. And the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you remember this thing? Yep. The guy with right? them, they wrapped around. Totally. Fuck yeah. Yep. Yep. The nails that like did that whole circular yep. thing. Like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Like, that's wild. Like, how do you function with nails like that? I think you don't. I think you just live because it's the Guinness Book of World Records. But women who listen to this who might know what it's like to have long nails, it's suddenly hard to pick up a piece of paper or like a coin. Oh, yeah. And right. forget about clasping your necklace. You're just done. I wonder if that's why sometimes women have asked like for help, like doing that because their nails just get in the way and they can't use their fingers correctly. Or they're just hitting on you, Dougie. No. Can you please fasten my necklace? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's a little peek into the stressors of my life and long nails. <laughs> what are your big stressors this week? My big stressors this week are really not stressful. I've, I've been trying to not take on so much, which mm. is, is nice. Yeah. And I've been playing more games, which is nice. You and I have played a, <laughs> that face. We played Words with Friends. Yeah. How did that go for you, Meredith? Go F yourself. <laughs> he beat me 417 to 293. Like, <laughs> that's so close. I could have been in the 300s. Right now, our current <laughs> game is... Wait, hold on, hold on. That's so close. That's over 100 points difference. I know, but what if I were in the 300s and you were in the 400s, I would have felt better. But right now, I it's I'm at 60 and he's at 84. So much closer. Actually, while we're talking, I'm going to play this hand. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I miss playing in person because people are so used to playing online yeah. and, and those online rules are different. Like totally. we, we talked about the other week when I was telling you, like the guy would like outed himself as a cheater. Yeah. Like, Wow, that's crazy. I used to be amazed at the people that could do crossword puzzles in ink in one sitting, right? And they would just fill it all out and just do it, no problem. I do one every Sunday when I go to my stepdad's house. We do crossword puzzles every Sunday. He starts them and then I work on wow. them and I bring them home. And not in ink. Don't get crazy. <laughs> no, no. I'm all about the games lately. I've played uh, poker with my boys. We do it on an app. You know, we'll, we'll all, all do a Zoom chat. So like eight, nine of us on a Zoom chat talking that's fun and playing on the app and it's it's a lot of fun i mean we all miss playing live but there's something really nice about you know just that connection that you have with people it's just a different way of of doing it now but it's it's yeah you know so many things have shifted it's wild and we're just kind of adjusting and riding it out for however it goes being creative the way however we have to be you know yeah for me it's been nice to be able to like play some games with actual people that i know and yeah. I think that meme, I think I told you this, that, uh, okay, I finished Netflix. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. All right. I mean, that's so ridiculous. And I was so jealous of people that can just sit around watching TV. I'm like, man, I wish I had the time to do that, which is partly why we're taking some time to, to pause this yeah. to a degree. You and I are still going to be doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of things have changed. We have changed. Speaking of we have changed. <laughs> Speaking of. I mean, this is our, our six-month retrospective kind of look at where we've been. On the one hand, Drew has now been in sessions with me for six months. Yeah. A couple of cool things have happened. He's started to listen to the podcast because at this point in the recordings, he's, it's, it's just come out. So that's happening. But you and I have now been doing this for six months That's pretty cool. That is so cool. Man, time flew. I mean, on one hand, it's obviously been a lot of work and a lot of work for you and all the behind the scenes stuff that you actually do. Mm. I just kind of show up and talk, but all the the behind the scenes work that you really do and you and the whole posse. But I think the fact that it's been six months is crazy. And, you know, Drew's done a ton of growing and learning, but so have we just, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like as therapists, I grow and learn every day, but as therapists doing a podcast and the way we're doing it and all the different things and like even how much we get to learn from each other just based on this one client, you know? Right. 
I love that. And a lot of therapists will do uh, consultation groups. So they get to talk to each other and do kind of what we do on this, but they do it about whatever client they're bringing up, not having heard the client session, but getting to talk about it and kind of review and work on it. Well, I do that. We do that in my DBT team, right? Oh, yeah, Once a week, but yeah. it's still, it's very different. It's very different than me getting to hear every session and us breaking it down and actually being super open and honest with each other about what we would do differently or what worked or what didn't, you know? Yeah, it's been really nice. It's interesting for me because I'll do the session with Drew. Then a few months later, I'll listen to it as you and I are about to break it down. So it's already happened, but I'm, I'm listening to myself and critiquing myself. I'm listening to Drew and already knowing where he's gone which is cool. And, you know, then you and I get to talk about it. And sometimes we have a different perspective, a similar perspective. It's, it's been a, a really interesting journey for me as a therapist to continue to grow. Yeah. As a podcast host, it's pretty cool. Cause I think of when we first started this, <laughs> I was sort of not really making fun of you that you had never like had a mic <laughs> shaking your head, never had a mic in front of you. I even said that to Drew in one of the clips you'll hear and it blows me away. And now you're like old pro. Old pro. Sometimes when I can't make it stand up straight or the fucking thing keeps falling or I put my the one thingy into the wrong thing and I'm like, it's not working. And Doug's like, okay, check it again. Is that thing into the right thing? I'm like, I fucking know what I'm doing. And then I'm like, oh no, it wasn't the wrong thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like no clue. And he's like, can't believe you've never been in front of a microphone. I'm like, for what? All my karaoke playing? Like, what the fuck? Why would I be in front of a microphone? That works too. Like, when I was a lawyer, your honor. It's interesting too. I, I, I think one of my favorite parts of, of doing all this and being able to look back is how, you know, the community is starting to build around this and people are starting to really get it's amazing. You know, invested, interested, talking about yeah. things, supporting each other. That's really why... I wanted to do this and get this out there. Yeah, You'll hear me and Drew talk about it in a second too, about being able to help somebody and just help, you know, if we can just help one person, because a few people have asked, how did I find somebody so willing to do this? He really wanted to be of service. And I think there are a lot of people who are like, hey, if my story can help somebody else, I'd love to tell it. I'd, I'd love to get it out there. And that's, that's something he's pretty passionate about. Yeah. And one of the things we're going to do also is read to you. We've gotten permission from a bunch of people, but read to you guys. If you only knew it, how heartwarming it is that we get emails and letters and DMs and all the fucking different things that you can do just about how much, how much like, oh, it's been inspirational and how much people have been like, you know what? I'm going to go to therapy for the first time in my life. Or you know what? Like this has made me remember or this has made me feel so not crazy or it's reminded me that like I should go back to therapy or do it for the first time. And also some criticism that we're totally fine with. And people are like, oh, I like Doug's way better or I don't like the way Meredith talks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Meredith's style, which is totally, once again, fine. Totally fine. I think from the beginning, we were like, love us or hate us. Or don't give a shit. And some of the feedback's been like, oh, cool, cool. We'll take that into you know consideration. But I think it's been like awesome. There's one cool thing I came across on Instagram that was not even a listener. It was just somebody kind of saying his own thing and... I found it really compelling. I actually reached out to him to see if it would be okay if I read it on here, which I'd love to do for you guys. It was um, somebody, we'll, we'll probably post it in somewhere about this, 
His handle is Adam Runs NYC. I'll just read the post. It was, it was to me pretty moving and speaks to what some of the feedback we got about when is it time to stop therapy? How do you know what happens when you get stuck? Adam wrote, on Saturday, July 18th, 2020, I told my therapist everything, and now I feel so good. I've had the same therapist for almost two years now. Since day one, I've been skeptical to reveal certain information about myself, my past, and why I'm here with her. Afraid of judgment. Yes, even from a stranger. More importantly, I was afraid of the necessary work that would ultimately follow such a revealing conversation. If I pointed out the wound or wounds, then the stitches would also hurt, I thought. I remember sharing this very thought with a friend a month ago and hearing myself say it out loud sounded counterproductive. I didn't have much guidance when it came to speaking to a therapist. I didn't know that the pain from working through issues would be temporary. All I saw was pain on the horizon, and to be honest, I was done with the idea of reintroducing myself to the hurt again. Whatever I could do to ignore what was necessary, I did until I was tired of going in circles. On Saturday, July 18th, 2020, I told my therapist everything, and now I am ready for work. I know that real change is approaching faster than ever, but I also know that the discomfort that comes with it will be temporary. She's probably not following me, but I want to say thank you to my therapist for sticking with me, even when I often said, quote, I'm okay. Aww, love love that. that. So rad. That has nothing to do with us. That just came across my eyes. And and I love hearing that mental health is something that hopefully is getting destigmatized, getting talked about a little more. And people are sharing experiences like this. You'll hear Drew in a minute talk about the shift from not telling anybody what he was doing to like going, yeah, no, I'm going to therapy. Yeah, it, it's it's a strength for me. Totally. No, I think that's so amazing. And just like the best part is he wrote it to write it saying like, she doesn't follow me. She'll probably never read this. and mm-hmm. like. I'm writing it anyway, you know? Exactly. And it it reached a lot of his followers. It reached me randomly, who's got nothing to do with this guy. Totally. But I I, I dig him. I, I think that took a lot of courage to do that. And it clearly, I think he's feeling the empowerment from it and the way your life can change so dramatically when you do something like that. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, stick with it. And you guys, stick with this. So listen up. You'll hear uh, about three or four different clips kind of mashed together. Mm-hmm. Have a listen, and Meredith and I will be back in about 20 minutes. In the beginning, a lot of your talk was about your old girlfriend. Right. Fast forward six months from now, mm-hmm. that's going to be so in the rear of your mirror. Well, and, and I think uh, once I do hear it, yeah, it might be old girlfriend focus, but I also think, like, yeah, I was talking about her, but I really meant something else. Mm-hmm. And so it's like another really big reason I want to hear it because yeah. then I can like see it because totally. it's easy to talk about, but it's hard to see when I'm talking about it. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, I, I'm super excited to hear like, A, how you hear yourself then and can now hear the progress mm-hmm. and B, how you'll look at, oh, wait, but this is, this is how I thought about that. This is also how I think about this. Yeah, I'm doing, because it gives you that narrative piece where you can see yourself as a story mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. And I just listened to this one, <laughs> the one we were talking about, your brother, mm-hmm. where he just texted you about the bachelor party. Right. And you and I were talking about snapshots. Yeah. Or the Harry Potter pictures, or how do we see each other? Yep. And I think your experience of your life is that Harry Potter picture, which yeah. is what I was saying about it. Like you're used, you're with yourself 
pretty much 24 seven. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Sometimes you're a little out. This gives you an opportunity to look at yourself as a snapshot back then. Right. From this snapshot, instead of that that moving picture all the way through. Yeah, and I think that'll help me with like milestones too. And it's another thing that since the start has been a really big, bigger picture for me. Mm. Now I'm kind of diving into it and seeing what those are, hearing myself talk about it is gonna be super cool. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the time I can feel the progress, I just can't see it quite like, clearly. Totally, like I'm excited. Yeah, like really, really excited. Yeah, it can be such a great tool for us. I don't know if I'm going to want to share it because like even thinking about it like now, like the people I have told have been either like non, not close circle friends. Like I told my mom like when I first started doing this, but I didn't know how to find it and tell anything. It was just kind of like, like really our first session where I was like, I'm going to get myself into, I'm excited, I'm feeling about it. You know, once I send it to her, she'll never find it. Right. And same with like, like I haven't really told close friends just because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the reason why. There's yeah, there's gonna be three levels for you. Yeah. One is you just listening to it and having your own experience of it. Right. And you and I will talk about that, we'll work on that. It will yeah. serve us and our work in here. Yeah. But you will get to listen to it in your car and then kind of go, oh man, it might trip you out. But <laughs> I think that's gonna be the weirdest part. Yep. Is hearing myself say totally. what I'm saying. Totally. And that's it's funny because everybody hates their own voice. Yeah. I don't like listening to myself talk, yeah. my co-host has never had a mic in front of her. I'm like, what? She's like, well, why would I? Yeah. Like, yeah. Huh? I'm like, yeah. so there's going to be your own experience. of it. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be like the masses experience of it. Hopefully it's masses. We have no idea. Right. Might be a hundred people listen, might be a hundred thousand. <laughs> no clue. I hope we get to reach a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I hope it helps them. Mm-hmm. I think hearing your story, hearing my take on things, yeah. Awesome. It'd be great. Then we'll do a book, then we'll do the tour. And <laughs> Go on stage. Right? <laughs> but the, the mass is, is going to be weird right. because uh, my co-host said something great when we were signing off, I think the first and the second one. She was like, look, we know some of you are going to love us, some of you are going to hate us, and some of you just won't give a shit. Yeah. Like, that's a good, that's why she's my girl. Best. Right? Yeah. And people are going to have all sorts of advice. Oh, night terrors? Oh, here's what you do for that. Yeah. How come he didn't say this? What about that? When, you know, they're going to, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But for the most part, the people to whom it speaks mm-hmm. that have a connection to it will connect with you, will connect with what I'm saying. Will, and, and it will be yeah. everything that you want to be of service. Yeah. Help. I think if we can help one person, we win. We already have. You know, yeah. No, no. Yeah. We, we actually literally already have. Really? I got to find it because I got to tell you exactly what it was. He said. I listened to the episode and really enjoyed it. You guys are playful. He's talking about me and the co-host, not you and me. (laughs) You guys are playful, uninhibited, and yet clearly coming from a big bank of experience and professionalism. It definitely shines the light on therapy. And personally speaking, as someone who was forced to go to therapy at the age of 16 by my parents and having rebelled against it and never looked back since, your approach has made me think twice. Damn. That's That's the masses. Right. Are, are you going to reach one person? You already did. Yeah. So we're good then. Yeah. Ready we're done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Third thing is going to be the people close to you. Yeah. Whether or not they hear about it, they know about it, mm-hmm. kind of up to you. They might hear it and they might go, dude, is that you? Yeah. Yeah. And that, then we can work on that too. It's yeah. however you want to play that. Yeah. It's not one of the ideas for this is that therapy isn't pulling you crazy. Right. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to therapy. What? Yeah. Wait. 
which has been like my coolest part of the last six months. You know, when mm. backtracked my first, I was like, oh no, I'm not in therapy. I just have a meeting. I, and so like, I'm getting more and more comfortable about it. And, and it's funny because like, I've seen, I've seen my vulnerability get a lot stronger in that sense. Awesome. It used to be a wall that I would put up where like, oh, I'm fine. No, I'm totally okay. And now like day to day, like even before I left my office, I was talking to my homeboy and I was like, yeah, man, I'm about to go to therapy. And he's like, oh, man, you go to therapy? And we just kind of talked about it for a couple of minutes, you know, and he was, oh, that's so cool. Like, I think I should start doing that. And so, like, just seeing the connection point there, because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. like, you can see it in their face where, like, you, you're, you're friends, and then all of a sudden you start talking about it where it's kind of uncomfortable. It's that depth that we talk and about. And then we're, like, yeah, and then we're cool. Yep. So it's one of those things where I found more as, like, a tool for me to use. Yep. And not as a bandit. So we talked about that too, where I, I kind of figured that should I've been threatened like talking about it because I thought I'd get right. an asterisk next to my name. Yep. And now it's kind of using it as like a power tool yep. to be like, hey, like I'm not okay. You're not okay. Nobody in the world is. So it's cool to connect on that now right? and be confident in connecting on. I think that's like the biggest point right there is, is mm-hmm. the confidence that comes with it. I didn't know what was going to be said and what it wasn't. And so like listening to it too, like gave me more of a security, I want to say, mm. in that of like, oh, okay, like this is cool. I'm fully like comfortable with it now. Cause I like, I'd never been on a podcast. I didn't, I had no idea what it, what it was, what it sounded like any of that. Sure. So no, I, I'm And you haven't really it. done your own therapy before right. either. Exactly. You, you saw your mom's therapist. Yeah. I don't want to say that doesn't count. It, it, but it, it has like an asterisk on it. Yeah, it, it like counts, but it's not. Yeah, it didn't really do anything while I was there. But no, I think he just said it too. I think it was really interesting for me to be able to listen to it mm-hmm. and to hear how I was talking and, and like the mindset. And like, there's a couple of things in there. I don't really remember exactly what right now, but where I thought to myself, like, oh, just give yourself a couple more weeks. <laughs> you know, like just, awesome. just wait for it. You know, it's funny because that's something I think we might have even talked about it when you're feeling anxiety. If you go, what will this matter in a day, right. in a week, in a month, in a year? You know, and you run through that, and that's a way of like bringing your system down. But when you're activated and in that moment, forget it. Yeah, which yeah. is it's funny you bring it up like that because mm-hmm. last night in church, the last like five weeks have been anxiety topic, which right. has been really like timing perfect. Love it. <laughs> um, but last night was really talking about how there is no such thing as like there is a future and like you got to be like smart about it and like save and do your shit right like sure let's be real about it sure but like there is no like everything I worry about right now won't matter tomorrow it has its own worries and everything yesterday has already happened and I can't touch it and so like I think for me in the last couple of weeks I've really been future tripping and past tripping. Yeah, I haven't got back to my right now, which is something we've talked about the last six months of like where I want to be and, and to be able to be in the moment and sob and smell the roses and listen to birds sing and all that. Yeah. And so I think all of this kind of also happened to bring me back to that. Just hearing the first episode helped me see it from a different perspective. It was mm. almost like I was looking at it from like a third person, like hearing somebody else talk about my story. Right. That was really cool too. And so I'm excited to kind of hear the progression of the last six months. But for you, I think what's really cool, especially in the context of us doing therapies, you do get a little bit of perspective and going, 
wow, that was me. We talk about, what would you say to little Drew? Mm-hmm. And, oh, there's a version of little Drew from six months ago that was so invested in old girlfriend and our relationship and, and needing that reassurance and needing him. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing from a totally different place now. Yeah, it, it's almost like I'm big Drew listening to little Drew. It's yeah. like the first time I've ever actually heard myself talk like that. I almost catch myself being like, oh yeah, that that's 100% accurate. And that's... Uh, I don't know right. about that. And so I right. kind of hear it in a non-emotional state. And that's the other thing too. I feel like some of the times in here, like we've talked about like just blacking out and spewing it all out. And so I'm excited to hear those too. Yeah. Because I've never heard what it's like to hear myself spew. I've only ever spewed. Right. It's funny because that's almost what a therapist does when they hear something. Right. They hear it, you know, without that emotion. Without, when they invest in you, like, I'm very invested yeah. in your story. I'm, I'm along for your ride with you, right, right? right? Hearing it from the perspective you just did is closer to how I hear things, especially because now when you listen to some of the sessions, you know what we've worked on mm-hmm. and what we've done over the past six months, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is what I was listening for <laughs> and knew what we were going to do. But some of that couldn't do yet. Yeah. I heard you talking about, oh, my, I, I need the reassurance from old girlfriend, but I don't want reassurance. I want I'm like, well, you do need reassurance. That's what you want right now. Yeah. Because we're not strong enough in our, on our own and on yeah. ourselves. And, and you know the progression now mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. that. Which, yeah, which is crazy. I think it's my Harry Potter pictures. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah. This is perfect and, and great analogy. Yeah. Well used. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Oh, and it's mine. <laughs> it's, it's that you're looking at the snapshot of you six months ago from this place now. So you get to step out of the Harry Potter portrait and kind of look at snapshot, snapshot, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. And it's what we were talking about when we were talking about brother. Yeah. What's that going to be like? Yeah. You know, we can wait another month, month and a half to talk about brother again. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's nothing pressing right now. But that idea of, I have no idea what his snapshot is now. He doesn't know mine. I know the snapshot from back there and there's shit we got to work out. Mm -hmm. You don't have too much of a Harry Potter experience of each other. Right. And it's funny you bring up my my brother because like that was, (laughs) it's been a big topic for me this week with me and mom. Just because, I mean, it is a month and a half away. Because I have a big next step to make, and I know that. Mm-hmm. And I know this next kind of season of my life is going to be really important for, like, the longer seasons of my life. Mm. And so I'm really trying to go into it in, like, a uh, like, like a clear mind, full heart, can't lose type mentality. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, that's fine. You know that's what my practice is called, right? Really? You know that? Uh, oh, that's, that's so funny. gangster. <laughs> no, you know what's, what's really fucking gangster about that? Yes. Friday Night Lights yeah. is clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Yeah. I came up with something different, but similar. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Clear mind, full heart, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's an experience I have. I, I thought I told you about it. Maybe I didn't. I'll, I can tell you about it someday or right now. <laughs> but my practice is called clear mind, full heart. And you just said, that's going right. in with a clear mind, full heart, like, that's my thing. That's not Friday night. That's Damn. wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we recorded that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, we, yeah, I'm glad right? we got that one. That's sick. Well, it's funny. I'll tell you the quick story. Yeah. I don't yeah. want this to be about me. No, I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Actually relevant to what you're talking about, because I'll, I'll back it up even further so you can see it. Mm-hmm. I started a private practice once many, many years ago, and the practice failed. I couldn't get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. So I just stayed in community mental health. A friend of mine was like, you should really try private practice again. I'm like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. And 
that time around, it worked. And it also worked because of the clear mindful heart thing, I'll tell you. But the failure, I realized the people around me, my like support system, so to speak, was based on competition. It was like, who can get clients and how do we get clients and how do we market? How do we do this? And it just, it, it didn't feel right. It wasn't the right vibe. It wasn't how I wanted to approach it. And it didn't work. Mm. The second go around coincided with I had taken a vacation. I've been working in community mental health forever, run, running a program that was 24-7, always on call. I mean, always like, and you kind yeah. of live your life always on call. Yeah, but different. Sort of, not yeah. too different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anytime my phone would vibrate in the middle of the night, I'm up. Right. I'm up and I have to be clinically sharp and help. You might go to somebody's house at 2 a.m. because they're having a panic attack. Yeah. Or literally like talking them down from a rooftop. Wow. Gnarly shit, but yeah. it created in me this mm-hmm. sense of heightened state of alert. Like we said this before, threat level orange. Yeah. You're in that fight or flight all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a place that you kind of live and have lived even before your mom's attempts. Yeah. Like you were already like, how do I take care? How do I make sure this is okay? How do I be okay? How do I, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So having that nature. Yeah. Right? yeah. I took a vacation, went with a, a buddy of mine. He lived in Costa Rica. Another buddy lived in Nicaragua. Damn. He and I from Costa Rica drove to Nica and went to my friend's place. And it was right on the beach. Like Sick. literally you take 10 steps and your, your feet are in the sand from where you get out of bed. Wow. It was insane. Wow. And it was kind of like yeah. private type beach. It mm-hmm. wasn't private beach like resort, but it was like nobody's there. Yeah. Untouched. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was amazing, gorgeous place. Like you felt like it was the end of the earth. You can talk about stars. You could see everything. Oh, right. And no cell phone, yeah. no internet, yeah. no noise, no nothing. And one, one day in the morning, I grabbed like a practice surfboard that he had like a foam board. Mm-hmm. I'd never surfed. I grew up here. I boogie boarded on my life. Never surfed. Right. Never surfed a day in my life. Yeah. Took the board, got out there. And it was like, you could walk like a mile up to your waist. Like it was wow. mellow, mellow water. And I got out there, got up on the board, stood up, total fluke. Maybe it was like six seconds, but it felt like six hours. It was amazing. And man, the wind in my hair and just kind of feeling it. Mm. And I had this amazing feeling of just pure joy. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, how did that happen? It wasn't because I was surfing. It was because all that noise in my head was gone. There were no emails. Nobody needed me. I didn't have to do anything. I was completely present for my experience and it was pure joy. Yeah. Yeah. I had a clear mind. It gave me that full heart. Like, that's my brand. That's what I want. And I named that my my practice. And I was like, I got to bring this to my work with clients. How do I help them achieve the same thing? Being present in your experience, Mm -hmm. quieting the noise. It's all about that. So you just saying that, man, was like, that's insane. Wow. And it, it was a route to get there. Yeah. Right. Like I told you about the failed practice. You know, when you're saying like, oh yeah, this is a really major time for me. And be, you might fail mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. You will learn from that. And therefore it won't be a true total failure. Right. But that idea of just like, why at all of that? Be present for this. Well, yeah. and, and I think that's what this is for me. Mm-hmm. You know, is allowing myself to at least once a week, it, Usually more, you know, I, I, I take what we do in here and do it outside, but it allows me to get on my surfboard and, and chill for an hour and get what I need to get out, which yeah. is like really nice because then I can walk out and have a clear mind and go do what I need to do. Yeah, I think that is, you're right, a function of like being able to quiet that noise and go into something. 
And we are back. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> I can't believe you've never done that before. Yeah, right. So good. So good. So that was such a different episode. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of a, a mashup of um, some of the chit chat that we do at the beginning of episodes. Right. And this was, uh, I think, four different episodes and just our chit chat before we actually started. And what was really cool with us being at the six month mark of Drew's sessions, we were also at this point just about to put the podcast out. First clip that you heard was us talking about it and what he thought before having listened to it, like about to listen to it. I think I was just sending him like, here, take a listen before it goes up. Let me know what you think. Ah. If you want to back out, you can, you know, it was really cool. But he was, he was a little nervous and excited to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you guys talked about sharing it with his friends and did he want to when he wasn't sure and he had told like one person or two people maybe and I think you broke it down into three different ways to look at it just it being his own experience and then it being the experience of everyone out there and then it being like just close people to him who he wanted to share it with yeah exactly and it's, it's something I think he was saying like I used to see therapy as a weakness and now I see it as a tool and it's like my power tool. Like, awesome. Like now, but that's now, that's six months in. Totally. He's about to listen to when he started where he told his mom, like, yeah, I'm going to be recording for a podcast. He didn't even know really what a podcast was. You know, he's like, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't know what they sound like. Right. I don't even know what I sound like, you know, (laughs) which is a trip because when you hear yourself talking, I don't know how it is for you, Meredith, like having heard yourself now talking on this. Do you listen to our actual podcast? Yeah. At first I hated it, hated, hated, hated my voice. (laughs) And now I'm like, it's not so bad. Like it's okay. I don't, I do not hate it anymore. And especially because I think like you and I sound good together. Mm. So maybe if I heard myself talking with someone else, I'd be like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) So I can never record with anyone else ever. That's right. You're stuck with me. And vice versa, for better and worse. Exactly. It's cool, I think, that idea of looking at something objectively. That's something that what you heard in some of the later clips after he had heard the first episode and talking about that perspective shift that he had where he's like, I'm hearing like a lot of stuff in the very beginning of the podcast was about his relationship. Then going into it, and a lot of our listeners were like, Ugh, when he's he's got to break up with that girl. When are they going to break up? You know, and <laughs> yep. at the time when he was first starting with me in therapy, he wasn't thinking break up with this girl. Yeah, yeah. Objectively, maybe some of you could see that and see that coming. And now for him, six months later, listening to it, he was like, he even said it at some point, like, just wait a couple of weeks, man. Just wait a couple of weeks as he was listening, right? Yeah. So cool, because I, I don't think we really get that experience of, being able to see a situation we're in with that objectivity. Right. Yeah. So very cool for him. And uh, I think also one thing that I kind of sort of tripped out on in, in the middle of the session with him, when he was talking about a certain way of seeing it objectively and knowing where we're going to be in six months, like, right, that's kind of what we do as therapists naturally. Like we can see six months ahead of where we need to get and how we need to get there. And, and then we help navigate to that place. And it's not like we're withholding anything, but 
you know, we have to go with helping a client realize certain things and go at their pace so it's more natural for them. But we can kind of tell how we conceptualize a client, what they might need to work on and how things might be better or might be different. And he's now getting to hear himself from the benefit of things already being different in real time. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd be able to navigate a client in a direction that I think that would be beneficial for them in six months. But that's also doesn't always work out that way. Sure. There's a lot of curveballs thrown, right? So just so you guys know, you know. Yeah. And six months is is semi-arbitrary. I mean, it's it's a nice number, like six months. There we go. And that's why I read that post on Instagram from Adam at the beginning of this about he was two years into therapy before he started telling his therapist everything. Right. Sometimes it takes that long to really establish some trust, work on some other things, and then you can get to a point. I've had a client for six years where at the, maybe the four year mark, he had some real understanding of something that he had gone through as a kid. He was like, wow, this is why I'm like, now it all makes sense. And we had done great work for four years, but this was like a deeper level that he could now reach. And a lot more came out. We were able to do a lot more from that point forward. Yeah. So wait, how many, we're just hearing little clips of a bunch of episodes or? What you're hearing was pretty much the beginning chit chat of maybe the last two or three episodes. Even one of the clips, if you listen closely, the clip that you just heard ends with him talking about past and future tripping. Right. That's how one of the episodes, I think last week, started. Right. So we started it at that point because that was more relevant to the session and what we were doing. Got it. Got but it. what came first, that chit chat talk, was us talking about the podcast and, and having heard it and what he thinks. And right. So we did that. I mean, he and I talked about that for a few weeks. And then, you know, one of the weeks, which is the last clip on here that you guys heard, was a really interesting one. I thought, I'd say personally, but it's, personally and professionally, because he used that phrase, clear mind, full heart, which is very dear to me because that's what I named my practice. He didn't mean to say that, which blew both of us away. So amazing. Yeah. I mean, he was just talking about like, I mean, he said clear mind, full heart, can't lose, which is sort of a combination of my thing and Friday Night Lights. What he was saying and, and what he was going through was being able to kind of yeah, look at these seasons of his life and, and going into the next season and what that's going to look like, what that could be for him and clearing some of what was cluttered in his mind and being able to approach it from a more authentic place. I love that. I love that he just naturally kind of said that. And that happened to be why I got into this and, and how I really approach work in general. Yeah, it was so cool. Because even though I know that he didn't necessarily mean to say clear mindful heart, because it wasn't the Friday Night Lights quote, I also think he kind of did mean to say it. Yeah, because I think he was referring to clear mindful heart. Right, right. I mean, he kind of meant both. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a sentiment. And, and that's why I loved it. Because the sentiment is exactly why I rebranded myself and why I got back into this the way I did. Yeah, many years ago. And it, it was something also that as he was saying it, and I was telling him the story, you know, because you and I were in those 24-7 programs together, and they take so much energy and time out of you. I mean, it's really, really hard 
and our adrenal system gets so jacked up. Like that's why I was saying to him, like that's that threat level orange, which I don't know if you remember Meredith, but anytime your phone rings, yeah, like I said uh, in the clip, like you have to snap up and you might have to show up to a client at 2 a.m. in those programs. And yeah, crazy. Literally talk them off a ledge. I Twice, literally. I think both times is when I was running a program. So it was a therapist calling me. Right. It was going out to a client on a rooftop. Yeah. Which is wild. I mean, you have to be ready for that at any moment with what we were doing. And yeah. And how do you ever get ready for that? You know? Right. Sure. Sure. Well, part of it is you never get unready for it. Right. You yeah. You stay true. In, that, in that heightened state. You yep. stay at that threat level orange all the time. I think that's what's so difficult about the pandemic right now is a lot of people are operating with that threat level orange, with that like just that heightened state of alert. And man, I, I will say not everybody's going to be able to get onto a surfboard literally or metaphorically and be able to clear their mind and fill their heart. I think we're just normalizing what this experience is and we don't realize how traumatizing this experience is currently and will continue to be. Completely. I think we're all going to need collective global therapy after this. If there is an after this. <laughs> yes, there is. There sure will be. Yeah, it'll be fun too, just to see, I mean, clearly how we come out of pandemic, but it will be fun to see, and I'll be very curious to see how we come out of, we're coming out of season one and going into season two and what what's that going to look like and and where we are. And I think for us, we're going to be able to see Drew without missing a beat because we're going to pick up right where we left off with him. But yeah. time will pass for us. And you and I are going to do some some insight outs and, and bring some stuff to you guys. So a lot of stuff coming up. It'll be super fun. Indeed. You guys won't miss us too much because we'll still be around. <laughs> yeah, we will annoy you every week with our usual charming banter. Awesomeness. <laughs> Keep track on Meredith trying desperately to get even with me at Words with Friends. Oh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to keep you guys posted. Okay, guys. So we'll see you, talk at you, talk with you soon. Next week. As as usual, next week. And back again with Drew Sessions in a little bit. But we'll definitely be back at you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.